0: Hello! Welcome to Push to Shout. You could see me over that text, and that was very intentional and part of the plan. Yeah. And this is Skippy Sigmatic here. What's up, everyone? Um, No, I was talking about me. And welcome to Push to Shout, (laughs) a podcast about video games. Um, Last week, we didn't do a show because I was doing a different show. Um, It was my last sketch comedy, like... Show for our group because I'm a senior. I'll be graduating and won't be doing that again. So that whole week was basically just wake up, go to class, rehearse, and then sleep. So yeah, no time to do anything else. But now that's over. It went real well, and I'm ready to get back to wasting my life.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, back to what's important: podcasting and playing video games. Yeah. Um. So what's up? Well, with you? uh, there's. We missed last week, so yeah, we've we've got a lot to cover, kind of. Maybe it won't be as much as it feels like it is, but it does feel like a lot in the news section of things. But for now, um, my week, my two weeks, I've really only been playing one video game, but let me get the non-video game stuff out of the way here. I watched Furious 7. I've got nothing to say about it. It was not very good. It was exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, I I don't hate the Fast and Furious series, but it's just not my thing. Um, the Formula One race, the, the premier Formula One race of the season was last weekend in Australia. And it was notable because they've changed some of the rules regarding qualifying, and it was a complete disaster. Uh, really? Yeah, it was, like, really boring. And in the last five minutes of qualifying, which was supposed to be the most exciting part of the day, uh everyone had finished setting all their laps that they were going to set and people were getting out of their cars and it was just really weird and anti-climatic. but nobody cares about that except people who watch F1, which is probably nobody listening to the podcast. Um, Speaking of things that nobody watches, Lucha Underground uh, is really, really fucking good. And I honestly think people could watch it and enjoy it who have never watched wrestling or have no interest in wrestling. It is just awesome. They had Az Aztec Warfare Two last night. They're in their second season. Uh which is like the Royal Rumble of of Lucha Underground. And uh so they have like every three minutes or five minutes or whatever, a new a new person, a new contestant enters the rumble and, and, and until they're at twenty and then the last person left standing is is the winner. And um and so they get a chance to kinda like to like show off all their talent and stuff and uh, it's just one long match that takes a whole hour-long episode. episode, And it was really, really good. And uh, it's hard to it's hard to sell someone on that show without uh, just showing them an episode. But if you were to start with an episode, Aztec Warfare 2 or Aztec Warfare 1, for that matter, really, um, would be a really good starting point, I think. And I think you kind of can start anywhere, because it's not like it's super complicated with the storylines or anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly encourage people to check that out. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's not going to take a lot of your time or anything. They're hour-long episodes. Um, so, anyway, to video games. To video games.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? You, you go ahead, and I'll talk about my video game. Sure. Um, I played Stardew Valley, or started it. I'm liking it a lot. It's really relaxing. Yes, it's it is. It's a really, really relaxing game. Um, that was one of the few games i got to indulge in over that week was mm-hmm. to pop in a couple hours of stardew valley um late late at night and it, it's just really nice you can just spend a good 20 minutes clearing some space on your farm and then walk into town and say hello to people there's and no maybe pressure do part of one quest yeah or there's like some but it's so there's enough to keep you
1: going and to give you little goals and stuff but if you fail in those little goals there's no consequence there's no fail state it's the only stressful thing that can happen is have you died in the mines yet
0: um no have
1: you been in the mines yet i have. okay they get pretty hard if you start going through them like you can kind of tell where like oh okay you're supposed to leave it leave it for a little while until you upgrade your stuff or whatever but um I died once and it was devastating. They like punish you really really hard. Like you lose a lot of cash and items and stuff. It's like the only thing, literally the only thing in the game that like made me go like, "Whoa, that was punishing." Like that actually made me feel bad. That's the only thing that is, that's made me feel bad in the game. Uh yeah. so I only made that mistake once. But uh don't die. It sucks.
0: Yeah, I okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but for the most part it's been pretty easy going. Yeah. Um, the most stressful thing that's happened to me is just uh, going into the carpenter's place and having her not be there <laughs> she's supposed to be there. Yeah, she's always, she does like, that a lot. She wanders off. She's lazy. Yeah. So yeah, Stardew Valley. Um, I finished Mother Three. I'm not going to talk about it though, because I think you can already guess this kind of stuff I'd have to say about it. I loved it. It was amazing. And I'm starting a new project because of me being tired of talking about the mother games in pieces and i'm doing a an earthbound commentary and i um was just matthew matosis got back to me on twitter and explained how much work it is and uh so i've been keeping that in mind and organized exactly what i need to capture footage of and exactly what I have completed in each stage, just so I can keep the project moving. But I'll be going through the entirety of Earthbound and just talking about the game in its entirety. Because part of the trouble when trying to talk about these games is that so much of the value of it comes from experiencing the journey of it and really seeing the game for what it is in its breadth And if you just talk about little pieces or even if you try to just analyze a particular bit, I don't think it really works. Like, those games, they work best taken as a whole. I think Dark Souls is kind of similar. That's sort of why I got to thinking it that way. That you can't just talk about one little thing in Dark Souls and just get it. I mean, there's storylines that are kind of interesting. I mean, I think
1: you'd get it. I think you'd get, like, okay, here's the appeal of the combat. Okay, here's the appeal of the art. But you wouldn't there's something about that game that grabs people that's yes. kind of beyond its individual parts. It's, it's more than some of its parts.
0: Absolutely. And Earthbound and Mother 3 are very much that way. That you really can't... Yeah, I, I just don't think you can do it justice without pointing out many, many things. Stuff that would be hard to get to in a, a tightly scripted video. Um, I also... Part of the reason I'm doing it it's just because I really wanted to watch a video like that, and I searched and there just aren't any. Yeah. There's lots of like analysis of this one thing. Like, this is what I think the final boss is about. Or, this is God, game theory. The dark secrets of Earthbound. <laughs> which is a real thing. And, right. uh I, I really wanted to watch somebody just go through the game and not just Let's Play it, but to talk about it. And, you know...
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's the original appeal of Let's Plays is I think I feel like when Let's Plays were starting to become a thing, it was games, critics and developers and whatnot, playing the game and talking about it and, and from a from a position of knowledge and experience and wisdom that that PewDiePie is a different appeal from. And and I feel like Let's Play. Yeah.
0: You know, PewDiePie, it, it, it's a different I'm thing, I still guess. From, gobsmacked. <laughs> That you say it that way still, <laughs> um, but I'm glad you do because it's funny. Uh, that's entertainment. Yeah,
1: that's the nice thing about speedruns. That's what I like about speedruns mm-hmm. is that if you get a good speedrunner who is, or what they what they started doing now with the speedrunning events and stuff is that they have someone talking about the game who isn't the speedrunner, so the speedrunner can pay attention, obviously. But um, yeah. but if you get a good one, they they know a lot about the game and it's they know everything interesting about it and it's informative to sit there and listen to them talk about it. And And speedrunning goes into a very particular kind of depth usually with games that's that's much, much less broad than what, what you would be doing. But still, it's that kind of appeal of... I, I like that a lot. I love those commentary videos if they're, yeah, if they're it's, well done.
0: It's going to be... Because Matthew Matosis isn't the only one who's made no. stuff like this. Um, what I think it's going to be... More similar to actually is Goose Goose's commentary of Half Life Two and its episodes. Um, I mean they're both that. they're both kind of similar, but Goose Goose is he talks more about like the story and the atmosphere and I have that definitely stuff. seen because uh, m- mechanically a few there's not all that much going on in Earthbound. I mean there's stuff to talk about there, but the real content of that game is the writing. And so that that's what we'll mainly be talking about. And yeah, I've been taking some pretty detailed notes and also doing some research so I can not only just know stuff about the game, but I also don't want to rehash a lot of the commonly discussed points because there's a lot that's already been covered. Like, oh, did you know that he was inspired by this scene in that movie when he made the final boss. Everybody knows that at this point, or if you don't, that's one of the first things you find when you go searching. So right. I might, you know, mention that stuff, but I don't want to, I don't want to rehash. Yeah. There's a balance to it's be a found. old game.
1: there's a balance to be found because you're going to have people who don't know about that stuff. And it, I guess there's a way to mention it without going into depth about it where people, if they want to know more about it, right. they look it up. Right. But yeah. Um, it's part of the challenge of being a content creator—is appealing to a wide audience.
0: Yeah, Matthew Matosis got me kind of nervous when he said how much work it would be. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to really carefully. Yeah, you organize tweeted this. at him and
1: asked like for tips and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, I saw
0: that. Um, and I think it's—I think it'll be easier than a Dark Souls commentary substantially, because. One, there's one fewer axis to explore. <laughs> sure. And there's not a lot that depends on, like, your build or doing specific things that are very time-consuming. It's a mm-hmm. game that you can just start from the beginning and go through it. And if you're just thoroughly going everywhere, you'll see everything. And I think it'll be an, a more manageable project than something like a six-hour Dark Souls commentary.
1: Find out. How long is Earthbound?
0: Earthbound's about 30 hours on a first playthrough. Whew. But on a second playthrough, it's taking me significantly less time. Because I I know what to do. But that's one of the interesting things I'm finding, is how clearly telegraphed the hints are. It's it's meant to be... Because, okay, I started playing Mother 1. Because I want to have that context too. The one Mm. that was released only in Japan and just recently came out on Wii U. Um, I started playing that. And that is a game where it's like... uh, Oh my God! what where the fuck do I go? like it's that kind of game. Earthbound right. is not that kind of game. If you just start talking to people, they'll drop hints on what you need to do, and it'll become fairly clear and there's I was never stuck on my first playthrough of Earthbound. yeah, it's good, and I'm gonna enjoy making it all
1: right I'm looking forward to that. that's cool um all right i've I've been playing a game I've been playing uh a lot more of hitman than i thought i would uh so uh, i've talked a little bit about it because i downloaded the the beta or whatever uh that you get for pre-ordering the first episode so you can so they're doing it episodically which i've seen a lot of criticism of but i i kind of like it but i don't have that much to say about it i think we've talked about it before where it's like all right you can do it by episode or you can go ahead and pay 60 dollars and just hope that the sequel episodes are good um, or you can, or you can just pay 15 and, and get one at a time. Um, and so far I've just paid 15, but with how much I'm enjoying this first part of the game that I've gotten, I, I might, I'll, I'll still wait for another one to come out to see if it's good or not. But like uh, so far I've been getting a lot of time and fun out of, out of just this one level. And what I thought that it would do, and maybe they'll maybe they'll still do something like this, but, I thought it was going to be a case of okay, we've got this big map, which is like a, a chateau in France, and they're doing a fashion show there. And you get all the land around the chateau, and it's three stories plus a basement, so it's a lot of space. There's a lot of I area saw, um,
0: to work with. Donkey's video on it. it looked really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is pretty cool. It's uh, it's not perfect, and I'll get to that. But um, but it, the important part is that it's big, and that means theoretically you've got this first episode where it's, okay, assassinate the, the husband and wife couple who run the fashion show and who are also doing some kind of like underground uh, espionage network thing. Like they're, they're bad people selling state secrets or something like that. Um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I thought what they would do was say like, okay, that's, that's one part of this level. And then they would completely switch stuff up. And maybe like maybe there's a different kind of event taking place there, or something like that. And so all the positions and all the restricted areas and stuff are switched around, and, and it's a completely different level just taking place on the same map. Um, they haven't done that. They they do allow you to. They do have like optional contracts you can take where you're killing just kind of random people. It seems um, like oh here's this particular bodyguard who is now your target, and and maybe the maybe you have to assassinated with fiber wire and you have to be disguised as this and so it's like like, kind of little challenges but they're not very they're not very fun to me like they're just kind of uh boring i guess or they're not boring but you unlock the next one and it's the previous one plus another challenge and then you unlock the next one and it's three challenges and then four challenges and then five challenges so you're doing the same thing over and over you're just doing another thing on right. top of it. And and so it becomes really tedious to get through, and it's like, alright, just give me all the challenges at once, and let me try to complete as many of them as I can, rather than one at a time. But um, but that stuff, I mean, disregarding that stuff completely, just playing the main mission with the main targets, over and over, trying to kill them in different ways, they give you a list of of challenges and stuff that you can complete that are not what I'm talking about otherwise. It's hard to explain, but in the main mission, you have a series of challenges that you can complete, and um, you can complete them in any order or not complete them at all if you want, uh, but it'll be stuff like drop a chandelier on this person, uh, you know, trigger an evacuation, and blow them up while they're in their safe room. Um, and so I thought that that stuff wouldn't be that much fun to replay the level and just kind of try to do it a different way. I thought maybe I would replay it two or three times. I've probably replayed it 15 times like I've just been really yes I've just been doing it over and over because there's so many there's so many ways to do what you need to do and it's so satisfying if you do it right um you can I mean Jesus you can disguise yourself as a waiter and uh hide your gun away and and get access to the top floor where the secret secret auction is going on and poison the the food that the woman eats or the or the wine that she drinks or you can Disguise yourself as a bodyguard and, and blow him up in the basement or something like that. Like just all sorts of stuff you can do. And uh, some of them are goofy. Some of them are kind of cool. It's, it's a hitman game with a lot of content. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually really, really satisfied with it. It does have some really weird glitches and oversights and stuff. Like uh, at one point, I assassinated the wife. And I heard the husband on the phone with her later on in the level uh so it's like why didn't they account for that that seems like a really obvious thing but it it, it, considering the fact that it's such an in-depth game i can kind of forgive it for a lot of that stuff and the ai can be kind of janky and weird um about certain things like like i planted a remote explosive in a camera that a woman was interviewing one of the targets with and so i could blow up the camera and kill him and i was standing 100 feet away or whatever watching the interview happen and i blew up the camera and everyone around me instantly knew it was me, and uh, that was shitty because it's like there's no way for them to know it's me. Uh, right. And and that didn't make any sense. But then if I was standing in a different part of the level and I did it again, I was just kind of testing it out to see how the AI worked. If they didn't see me, I guess near the camera, then they didn't think it was me. It, it's it's weird, but for the most part, it works how you would expect it to. Um, so yeah, I I I like it a lot. I highly recommend it if you like Hitman games and. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's definitely worth $15. I've probably gotten nine or 10 hours worth of gameplay out of it so far, and I'll probably play more of it too. Um, so yeah, good stuff.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. Um, and it looks better than I was expecting it to. Yeah. I I I really liked the physics of the objects you can throw. I mean, it's just funny.
1: It's very classic Hitman. Uh, we like the ragdolls and stuff. Uh, that's good. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Um all right, lots of news. Lots of news from the past two weeks. Uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know where to start. <laughs> let's start with the Wii U NX thing. Sure. Because I actually know some about that. Yeah. So this is mostly new to me. Um, the um Wii U. They're yeah, stop so
1: producing it. Sorry to well, steal your thunder there. I am you were gonna say that.
0: No. They haven't confirmed that. Oh, I thought they had. There was a rumor. And Nintendo came out and denied that rumor. Well, so, who knows? I mean, the it's not it's not a secret that the Wii U has not sold well. Yeah. And so that's why this seems plausible. But uh, it's apparently just not true that they're ceasing production.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it didn't surprise me if it were true. It wouldn't surprise right, me. Right. Um Because the NX is coming out this year. Supposedly,
0: this. Oh man I think I just, I just I think don't think they really said holidays this
1: year is like the the pretty because they're probably going to announce it at E three like they did with the Wii U and then release it on the same year, which is what usually they do. I, I don't know. I guess it's not it's not set in stone, but that sounds like the plan to me. Um, and regardless, they probably have a lot of Wii U's that they don't they don't need to produce them necessarily uh, to keep selling them.
0: But I guess. But. It still seems too soon to me. I don't know. Well, oh well.
1: I, I'm. I will put money on it. Actually, I probably won't. But my <laughs> my my money. My theoretical money is on uh, the NX coming out holidays and being announced at E3.
0: I wouldn't bet against that happening.
1: Yeah. Um. But of course, we still don't know what the fuck the NX is, and that brings us to the second part of this story, which
0: is that I know what I image. hope The NX isn't.
1: Yeah, there was an image leaked out of supposedly, allegedly, the NX controller, or maybe the console, too. I don't know if it's just the controller or the console. Um, and it's... I don't know if you ever saw, a few months ago, uh, Nintendo put a patent on basically what you see in that picture. Yeah. Which yeah, is a... Diagram. If you haven't seen it, it's an oval... Uh, it's an oval controller-looking thing where the entire face of it is a screen. With two thumbsticks kind of jutting out of the screen, um, and then theoretically, the buttons would just be on the screen itself around the thumbsticks. And
0: it looks awful.
1: Yeah, that doesn't look very fun to use to me at all. I mean, as a mobile thing, just a mobile thing, maybe uh, as a controller to use as a with a console, it would be terrible. Um, so I
0: I think. I just don't believe that that is real. I don't believe it
1: for a second. And the main reason is because it looks exactly like the patent image looked like, which usually when you see stuff in its patented form, uh, that's not what it ends up looking like in the final yeah. form. Like the patent is just a theoretical image. Uh, so it's almost like, I, I mean, I, I'd put it like a 90, 90% chance it's fake, completely fake. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that is something they have a patent for. I, I don't know. That's weird to me, um, but whatever. I I I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money on that being real, for sure. Um, all right. Not much else to say about that, really, because uh, there hasn't been much other news coming out of Nintendo lately. But yeah, they
0: usually manage to keep things under wraps until they're ready to announce. Definitely. Um, and
1: and and I've heard rumors that like they might not have a big, e, you know, E three. A lot of people, like EA has a separate thing going on the same weekend as E3 and isn't doing an official E3 conference anymore. And uh, there's a few big companies that have kind of pulled out of E3 being a major thing for them anymore. And so there's been some rumors that Nintendo will do the same, basically, and and just use their Nintendo Direct to to deliver news like that. But I can't really see them doing something as big as a mainstream console announcement on nintendo direct because in the end nintendo direct is a really niche thing and they want they want mainstream coverage so i still think that that would be an e3 announcement but we will see um speaking of consoles have you heard of the playstation what's being dubbed by the community as the playstation 4.5
0: i have not uh
1: there's rumors unsubstantiated rumors coming out of playstation but apparently credible um Coming out of Sony that say that they're planning on releasing a an upgraded version of the PlayStation,
0: that does and, 4K, um, yeah, that it. does
1: 4K, that outputs at 4K and and apparently plays games at 4K, which would be shocking. Uh, it seems
0: it, like such a waste.
1: I don't think it's true. I I I I, I could see them possibly making an upgraded version of the PlayStation, especially with VR and all that stuff, but not not the 4K part. Maybe just up upscaling it to 4K. But that... I can't... Computers, like, good PCs struggle to run 4K uh, consistently, so I, I don't see that as being a thing unless they have, like, a few specific yeah, low-performance games. I'm reading into
0: more detail now. Apparently there was a report released through Digital Foundry... And the report said, or the sources for the, oh, the sources for the report called it the PlayStation 4K, but Digital Foundry speculates that it's not realistic at all to expect 4K resolutions. I mean, if anything would change, it would, they would increase the performance. Um, But still, I just, you know... There's a few issues that you you don't like to see that.
1: Yeah, there's a few issues that come with this, which one would be obviously splitting the the people who've bought consoles into who has the better version, who has the worse version. Um, And that's never good. Um, Or maybe you tell developers, all right, now you have to develop your game to run on both versions of the PS4 and run well on them which is a lot to ask from developers, I think. And, um, well, uh, either way is it. So either option doesn't seem very good. And you're going to piss off your community who they buy these consoles early on in their, in their life or what they think is early on in their life. It's a kind of investment. That they're they gonna expect last. them
0: to last. Exactly.
1: Uh, because you, you upgrade your console halfway through and, and suddenly people are going to, people are going to feel betrayed. And, uh, and that kind of happened a lot with the Xbox 360, not only the Red Ring of Death and all that stuff, but also I remember the, the hard drive stuff, where they updated the external hard drive or something like that, like to, your uh, games will load faster. And I think even some games might have required it because they had downloadable content and that kind of thing. And people without them who bought the, the cheap version of the 360 uh, felt left out. That's how I remember it. It was a long time ago. But, but yeah, it, it's that kind of situation. And and the weird part, too, is that the same rumors are coming out of Microsoft with the Xbox One, um, saying basically the same thing, that, that they're thinking about an upgraded version of the console. Um, that's a little bit less surprising because of the kind of talk that they've had recently of...
0: Uh, of oh, yeah, stopping the one console model. Yeah,
1: like like everything that comes out on the console. The way they've been talking about it has been implying that a lot of their stuff coming out on the Xbox is also going to come out on PC, and that they're going to kind of unify those two systems. Which I can, to... you know what?
0: I could see PlayStation going that way too. I think that the model that but, they would ideally want to have, if they could pick, being the company, is something like an iPhone. Where you can just keep selling a new one right. that's better. That's the idea. And keep everything on the same platform and not have to drastically rework architectures and send out new dev kits and get everybody on the same page. I think if you know if they had it their way, that's how it would work.
1: I think that's overestimating the willingness of the consumer to buy a console that's just an upgraded version of the last one. Because a phone is a different deal. That's, a phone is something you use
0: a lot. I guess, but. I guess what I'm saying is that uh, the model that they might want, I'm not saying they do, but they might, is something where stuff will just not run as well on the older ones. Yeah. And that the newer ones, like, you'll be able to play everything because that's how PCs work. Sure. And And it's possible to have that happen, but I don't know. It's harder, though. Because console, console markets are weird.
1: Yeah, and developers specifically design their games to run... I mean, they haven't been doing a very good job on it recently, from what I've heard. But developers specifically design their their game to run on a certain version of the console. Like they they design it for the console, and so having multiple versions out there is going to place a lot more burden on them. Unless unless you move to just like basically PC settings, which the average consumer for a console doesn't want to deal with, and may, might not even know how to deal with that kind of thing. Um, that's such an advanced. That's you true.
0: Know. There is a a knowledge gap.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's it's it's very weird. I can see it you know for Microsoft it makes a lot more sense because they've got their Windows 10 deal. Oh, it's Windows on your on your computer, on your phone, on your tablet and now it's Windows on your Xbox. And so the Xbox becomes a steam machine, you know, but instead yeah. of steam OS, it's Windows 10. And it's a version yeah. of Windows 10 that you can control with your controller. I think that that is 100% their plan and I've thought that that would be their plan for a long time now when they started making it when they when they first when you, when I first saw the Xbox dashboard being like the the Windows eight boxes that they love so much, um, I was like, oh the okay, live tiles. Yeah, they're 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 unifying their look, and they're probably going to unify their whole deal. Uh, and now it's starting to really look look like that. So I, I could see that happening with Microsoft, PlayStation. I feel like they want to stay. If I were them, I would want to stay being a platform that people are buying for their games for their experience. And not and trying to separate it from the PC being uh, unified because that doesn't you know for Microsoft you buy PC somebody, games and it still it still benefits them.
0: Somebody named Zeps in the chat says it's 4K for video, not for video games. I, that I don't know. might that I that's more believable, I think. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna go like a new Nintendo 3DS route where there's gonna be stuff that only works on the new one games i mean mm-hmm. but i could see them releasing like an updated ps4 that now supports 4k yeah that has video. some
1: features that the, the one doesn't yeah. maybe um yeah I, I could see it happening uh it, it, and it could be something like that that's a much much smaller deal than it's than the news has been kind of reporting it as but um but did we talk about the the sony uh the price point for their vr and everything?
0: No. Did you hear
1: it was it was four hundred dollars? Oh, Zeps.
0: Sorry, Zepps just says that he was speculating, oh. but I think it's a good piece of speculation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's more likely, but I think it's almost impossible for them to do four K video games unless it's side scrollers or something. Yeah, it's unreasonable. Um, but anyway, the the moving on the VR for PlayStation. The place is a, I think they're calling it PlayStation VR. Um, it's four hundred dollars. It uh. I actually like what they've done. They It doesn't have a lot of uh, bells and whistles. You, you you get the VR headset, and it comes with earbuds, literally just earbuds. They called them headphones, which I don't know how they're allowed to call them headphones because headphones go on your ear and earbuds go in your ear, but whatever.
0: Whatever, um, whatever. In-ear headphones. Yeah, whatever. But,
1: and then it comes with the little box, like an output box. I think that has like an extra CPU and a, probably a graphics card of some sort in there. Um, to to beef up the hardware enough to run VR, and uh, and then it's just a headset, and that's it. And I'm really surprised that they've gotten it down to four hundred dollars. They say that they're not selling it at a loss either, um, because con- Interesting. because from what I've heard about people at GDC who've tried all the VR headsets and stuff, is that it isn't it doesn't feel inferior. It might be in some ways like I think that I think they said like the resolution around the edges was lower and stuff, but but that it's still a good experience, um, and that's surprising to me because the price point is so low. It does require a camera, like the fifty dollar PlayStation camera. Was it fifty or sixty? It's still that's still really yeah, it Winds low. up being
0: that's, over one hundred forty dollars cheaper than the Oculus. Yeah.
1: Um, but granted, the Oculus comes with well, it comes with really cheap looking. Headphone kind of things that come down from the headset, um, and I don't it think it comes with its controllers or anything. But yeah, it's it's just surprising. I guess Oculus is going to be a little nicer. It's probably going to be higher resolution and stuff. I, I I can't wait to see the actual like specs and and see the actual yeah. reviews for these things because GDC has been kind of a bunch of vague like oh this one seems better than this one this one looks better than this one, um, but basically the consensus is that that as the price goes higher they do get better. Um, The Vive looks amazing. Have you seen any of the videos of people using the the Vive? No. It looks really good with the controllers. Um, The detection on it looks like one-to-one. Like, super, super uh, accurate. I saw a video where the controllers are really weirdly shaped. They have little donuts on the top. And uh, I saw a video where someone said, to to demonstrate the one-to-one-ness of them, you put one controller in the other one and it just it lined up perfectly and looked totally oh, legit. Cool. And it was like, wow, that's that's really impressive. Because you would think the physics and all that stuff would just mess, but it looked totally perfect. And um and it just looked so good. I, I think the vibe like if I I'm not gonna buy any of these things on launch, um, because damn they're expensive and I don't know how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> but if I were to buy one, I would Same. probably say like, all right, I'll shell out a lot more money to get the best experience because it's so important with VR to like to have that immersion in everything um, so I, I, I don't know it, the vibe's looking really good um, but I haven't seen as much of the Oculus either and of course the Vive has the advantage of because it's a Valve thing the demonstrations that they've made to show off their the headset have been really high quality like actually like well written funny witty um good-looking little demonstrations and stuff. Like, I think they did one in the portal test chambers and it had the personality cores and everything, and they were fully voice-acted. So, like, you get a very uh, refined-looking experience that maybe you don't get quite as good of one with the Sony and, and Oculus because they feel a little bit cheaper. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm super excited for VR, honestly, especially seeing the videos and stuff coming out of GDC. It just looks really cool um some of it looks kind of lame some of it looks like really experimental and not not quite ready to like developers are trying stuff that maybe the technology can't quite support yet but at least they're trying (laughs) um and i I think it could get there pretty quickly um but yeah i I don't know i guess not much more to say about it um
0: (sighs) yeah i'm looking forward still i've said it before but still i really just need to try one yeah before i can really I, be interested i mean i tried the gear vr but that's you know not i the tried
1: the as... oculus dev kit thing and that was so low yeah. resolution that it just didn't it, i knew as i was doing it like okay this is obviously just not not the experience i'm gonna get um yeah i i, I haven't heard like plans to i assume they're gonna have in malls and stuff a chance to try these things out um I will go as soon as I hear there's one in my area because I I, I'm looking forward to that so much. But um, all right, moving on. Uh, This isn't really news, but this is stuff that's well, kind of. Trackmania Turbo came out today on the PC. Um,
0: That's that super fast, yeah. The the weird game that I'm a big fan
1: of. Uh, (laughs) It's it's um, this latest iteration of it. Is an attempt a very clear attempt? I think it. I think they were bought by Ubisoft. I think it's Ubisoft. Someone can correct me in chat, as they've been doing this whole time. Um, and they've tried to make it a little more mainstream, a little, I guess, more arcadey and accessible. Um, and it looks like they've kind of ruined it for a lot of the the big fans of the series because, like. No dedicated servers anymore. That sucks. Uh, that's something that's a really big deal to people because people had people had servers on that thing and they'd play custom music and stuff like just a lot of weird things. The typical stuff that I guess that you find with with uh, dedicated servers on on games that allow that kind of thing. But um, it was a big part of the community, and they had like third party ranking systems that that weren't supported by the the base game. And Trackmania Turbo doesn't allow any of that stuff. Um, it, I've just seen a lot of complaints about it. If you go to Steam, I think the reviews are mixed, and and it's also weird because it seems like they've made PS4 their primary platform. Where like the beta that they were have they were running for it uh, was a PS4 only thing, and it's always been a PC only game. So it felt really hmm. gross. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I probably won't buy it because I like I like old TrackMania, um, and and the and the, the stuff that they've added, which is a uh, like a dune buggy kind of car that has like uh, you can do stunts, like you can move the car in midair and that kind of thing, doesn't feel like a TrackMania thing. Uh, it feels like a completely different kind of game. So I just nothing about it really appeals to me except getting more tracks for the stuff that I already for the cars that I already can drive in the previous versions of the game. So, eh. Um, I'm not not too excited about that one. Um, have you seen... When Star Souls 3 come out? Uh, April 11th. <sighs> That's close. That's really soon. Um, have you seen...
0: I've been avoiding stuff.
1: And it's been hard, because... They've been really aggressive.
0: Everybody has the yeah, damn game. They've been
1: really aggressive with their marketing. They're giving it to. Bodyvidia
0: has like a let's play of it. Already. Yeah,
1: um, and I'm seeing more and more streams of it. And I saw I think it was Matthew Matosas today was complaining about the trailer, just the two minute long trailer, having a bunch of stuff in it that looked like maybe not late game content, but like. Pr- Past the yeah, early, early like game. stuff that you don't really necessarily want to see if you're uh, looking forward to the game. Like, just they're being weird about it. Um,
0: I, we've talked about this before too, but it just doesn't seem like from software cares as much about keeping things under well, that the stuff is, as people who enjoy their games. I don't do. want
1: to place the blame entirely from software because I don't know. I don't or know how much. To, yeah, I don't. I, no I assume most of those decisions are made made by the uh, producer. So. I can't just blame them. I, because in every other regard, this feels like any other. Like this feels like Dark Souls One and Bloodborne. Like from from the way people are talking about how the game was designed and everything, it's not like they've made big changes. Um, I don't know very much about it though, and I don't want to. So maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it 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 that's the only thing that's really changed. is the way that they're marketing it so heavily and spoiling it so badly. It reminds me of the Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh like the month before that game was released where you had game over Greggy playing streams of it and uh, trailers that were showing what looked like a really, really, really spoilery story content and stuff. Um, Just bizarre stuff that, that felt uh, scummy from the, from the producer. If if it was the producer doing it, that kind of stuff, which it seemed to be. Um, So, Yeah.
0: If you look at the screen, you might see a little poster. Yes, you might see Godzilla. I was actually going to forget um, to mention this. Um. Yeah. So Hideaki Anno, it's not new news that he's doing it. Um, Hideaki Anno, creator of Evangelion, is he wrote and is directing a new Godzilla movie. And I am so excited to see this cuz this will be like the first non-evangelian thing he's made in a yeah. long time and it seems like the more i think about it that would be like his perfect kind of movie i mean the the way he edits and paces scenes like you've seen eva when like the angels arrive like there's always some really spectacular scene where they show up and sometimes it's not just bombastic Sometimes it's kind of disturbing how each monster is introduced. And Godzilla is like the original big monster thing in Japan. Oh, obviously. And so, and yeah, I am really interested to see what he does with this, both visually and in story. And and I think he needed a break from, from just doing Evangelion because he's made three of those rebuild movies. Not all that great. And apparently, he fell into another severe depression after the. Family. Yeah, I was about to say so... the
1: story of his, uh, <laughs> his story has been fraught with uh, what sounds like really dramatic stress and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's exciting. That's cool. I've never been. I've never been like a Godzilla fan or anything.
0: Neither have I. I've never um, seen any Godzilla movie actually. Well,
1: that makes two of us then. But that does that doesn't make you know doesn't make me not excited for this uh, just because. Just because his name's attached to it, uh, it, it could be really interesting. But um, did you see the did you oh, see the yeah. movie the the uh, what's his name Breaking Bad
0: dude Walter White? Bryan Cranston yeah. won the two thousand and fourteen Godzilla movie. No, I um, didn't see it. I heard it wasn't very how, good. It he was like really left mixed. the movie halfway um, through. But yeah. um, I forgot about this in the week part, but I wanted to mention it. Um, I went to another Smash tournament, and this time I finally won. Finally I'm just going to give you the lowdown So the first tournament I go to I beat everybody But there's this one guy Who just annihilates me It's not even close The next tournament I make it closer But he still wins By a good deal The next tournament I do better I knock him into losers But then he comes back and takes it at the end Um and so, the the next time, this last time, okay, winner's finals, I hit the guy, it goes to game five, and I, I beat him. I knock him into losers. He hits me again in grand finals, set number one, goes to game five, he beats me. Ooh. And then it's like, oh shit, it's all on the line. We've played ten games at that point, and we're just dead even. Every game comes down to like, one stock, one hit. And the, the VODs of it are up on YouTube, if anybody cares, which I doubt anyone does. But um the the last set, set number two grand finals, game five, I fucking win finally. It was just amazing. Uh for me. <laughs> Not for anyone what is, else. What is what is this but... event
1: like? Like is there are there a lot of people and stuff? Like is a how big? how um, many people are entered like... into the
0: I mean, sometimes there's more people, sometimes there's less. Like, one of them, like the second one, I think only had like eight people. Yeah. This last one had more like 20. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter, because it's really just me and this guy <laughs> are the only ones in contention the best for, the best, huh? for first. Well, you need to start traveling. But no, at first, at first, this guy was much, much better than me. Yeah. I think like I remember you talking, me talking about
1: this guy in particular, like, a few months ago.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, that's cool. But yeah, it was satisfying. It felt good.
1: Alright. Cool. I've been playing um That's just a little GO. I'm actually getting better at that.
0: You know, you kinda hit plateaus really? and
1: stuff. And
0: uh I heard they changed the ranking system to be on inflate ranks. They they changed it a lot. Um Good. The silver
1: ranks now encompass what used to be I think all of the Nova ranks.
0: That's what it should be. Yeah, because the Nova
1: Nova was still beginners, you know, like, I mean, Nova is mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm starting to figure things out, but you haven't, you haven't really You're not good. Yeah. You're not competitive. Um, there's still a ton of like kind of random elements and just people who don't even communicate that kind of thing. And once you get above Nova, that's where you, it's like, okay, if your team isn't communicating, you lose, you know, or if you yes. don't, if you don't know certain basic things about the game and the maps, you lose period. Um, yep. so I, I like the system they have. And, uh, and I've been impressed with myself with how, how I've moved up the ranks, the new ranks, which I'm 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 a lower rank than I was before now, but technically higher than I was before. So I'm playing with people who are still better than I am, but uh I'm kinda getting up to their level. Uh so it's very I I love CSGO. Like man. that
0: that's how the rank should be. Yeah. Um there was a period of rank inflation, so I've heard from my brother and from other people who kept playing during that time. Um And, like, one guy on my Steam friends list who I know fucking sucks at the game, Mm -hmm. uh, and I spectated them and they still suck, (laughs) they managed to get to, like, um, not... I think it was Master Guardian Elite with the double AKs. And when I last played with him, it was, like, Silver 4 or something. (laughs) That was, like, in 2013. I mean, maybe he's gotten better. He must have. But... That I've also heard lots of other people I know yeah. get to ridiculous ranks. They keep it secret. And apparently, there were way too many global elites yeah. running around. They keep it secret how, how they do the ranking
1: system, but um, I, what, what they award points for, that kind of thing. Um, but I think that they've also changed that to the point where like, I think it's harder to rank up if you're being carried. You know, if you're the weak link in a team, I think it's I, I, I this is kind of conjecture and, and based on assumptions um, because, they're, because they're secretive about it. But from what I've heard, it seems like uh, it's harder to be carried into a higher rank. And that's what a lot of those people do is like you can kind of get by if you're OK and and uh, and your team is much better than you are. You can still kind of get by and win games and be ranked up. So um, I don't know. It's I, I don't care a ton about the ranking system. I I play it game by game, um, but it is nice as an indicator of like, okay, I'm doing better than I was a month ago. I'm playing yeah. people who are better than than I was a month ago, and um, so it's it's a nice gauge. But it's in the end, it's not everything. You know, I, I you get you get some really crappy players playing high rank and vice versa. So um, whatever. But uh, fun fun game. And I also watch some more pro matches from. I don't know. I don't even know what the events they were from. I just kind of chose them at random. But uh, that it's also just really fun to watch. I think competitively, um, yeah. The, the the people not knowing where each other are—that's always exciting. Like uh, it's like one v one, and they're around the bomb, and they don't know where each other are. Like that's that's really that's intense stuff that you don't get. You get with a lot of games, but you don't get from basically any sport. Um, and so it's it's just way different uh, than what I'm used to. Um, all right, last piece of news.
0: Well, while we're on CS:GO, real quick, oh, okay. I'm financing my Dark Souls three purchase with uh, these super ext- expensive stickers that I happen to have. Dude, I got um,
1: I got fifteen dollars and one cent going through my Steam inventory and selling all my trading cards and shit.
0: I have a sticker worth one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Jesus. Uh it was back in two thousand fourteen during Katowice and they first released stickers. And I opened three. Uh, one of them wound up being worth fifty bucks. That one's on the market right now. The other was worth thirty, and that one I sold already. And then there's the other that's worth like one fifty. I cannot yeah, believe I'm just not gonna have to buy Dark Souls three. I don't
1: care how well off you are, I cannot believe that people pay any amount of money, let alone that much money, on cosmetic items, but we have been over that. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that I, shit's crazy. I can't even possibly begin to identify with that. Yeah, uh, like, perspective on money and what it's worth—like
1: crazy fucking shit. It's
0: it's just not worth that much. Nope. it's not worth that much.
1: It's really it's. I mean, technically, it's not worth anything. But I have bought. I have officially bought one cosmetic item. It was for Rocket League. By the way, we didn't talk about that. We played some Rocket League together, and, That's and true. we're starting to get into that a little bit, but there's not much to say about it. It's Rocket League. It's really good. The new maps That's are fun. fun, too.
0: And um, uh, his friend, Tay hey champion Yes. He's just too good. He schooled everyone.
1: Uh, yeah, he he's played a lot of that game. Because,
0: right, yeah, and it's... You could just say, man, he's so fucking great, but I, it was fun to try to observe specifically what he was doing better. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was there were a lot of times where he would just get like a crazy angle or something that, and that is just a very, you know, that's a very experience based thing. But what I noticed, he must've practiced somehow or just honed over time. Maybe is to pop off the ground and boost into the ball. Mm -hmm. And that, it opens the game up so much. I started trying it and I can't do it consistently really, but it's, like, my least favorite part of that game, the only part of that game that really doesn't feel good is when you're, like, sitting under the ball waiting for it to come down. And it turns out you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> that nope. ideally, you should be setting yourself up and then going for it in the air. And that puts it on a better angle to go for the goal, too. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah that's Everyone's something impressed. I want to integrate Everyone's in my impressed play.
1: impressed when you, when you do your aerial that's halfway up the wall and and uh do something crazy like that but it takes a lot of skill to do the really simple stuff where it's just like as as simple as beating the guy next to you because you're better and faster about getting off the ground to the ball and um and the hard part isn't doing it the hard part is doing it accurately not just hitting the ball randomly and that's kind of what i'm working on is just like what part of the car do i hit the ball with how do I judge like where it's going to go? And that stuff is still pretty far over my head. I can do the, I can do the thing where you just jump off the ground and boost a little bit to get yourself higher, but not, not accurately. I mean, I can kind of get it in the general 90 degree direction that I want it to go in, but that's, it's not, it might not be going very fast and certainly won't be accurate, but uh, yeah, yeah. fun, fun game. Really fun shit. Um, all right. All right. Now last piece of news. Uh, uh, you hear about? I guess he did, since you said it as the background of our podcast video. "Fooly uh, Cooly" has gotten a two sequels, two two seasons yeah.
0: of sequels. And I checked, and it's not by the original director. Nope. And so I don't care.
1: It has some of the original creators, um, and it's the music's still going to be by the Pillows. But I don't.
0: Okay. I don't. That might be worth it just to listen to the It'll music. be worth
1: it to watch it and see what it's like. Uh
0: definitely. And the visuals, like the animation will probably be It's I mean it's still probably gonna be a
1: quality show. That's what it was. But the thing about like the original was such a unique and well done and and
0: a totally complete story, yeah, in itself, yeah. That that six episodes, super concise, super satisfying. Even if it was
1: all the original people involved and everything, I still wouldn't want a sequel because it feels like no, FLCL. It's a thing. It's it's by itself. It's it, it doesn't need a sequel, and it will be a sequel will only be, be to its detriment, no matter how good it is. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, it feels
0: I, like it can't actually have a legitimate sequel. no Cause like like it, that, it ended. That bass pluck at the end—that mm-hmm. was ju- that was the end. Yeah. Um,
1: there's other stories that could be told, but you, you don't need them to be told, and you don't want them to be told. Um,
0: no, we're gonna follow Atomsk through the cosmos. Yeah, it's yeah, a that's just, wacky adventure. It's, it's, How about that? That's not
1: what the show's about, and it's not. And what it's it, gonna
0: probably follow uh, um, the chick instead of. Yeah, the just
1: weird. I. It'll be interesting to check out, but but i i watch
0: it just cuz i like fully Cooley so much but yeah. i'm definitely going in knowing this is not fully cooly yeah and
1: it's and it's hard because it's like it's a, it's it's legitimately close to my heart like i remember like watching that for the first time and being blown away and thinking about it for yeah. for a long time just like thinking yeah, about it and watching kind it again and watching it again and thinking about it and thinking about it
0: um and it's the kind of show where that value sneaks up on you yes. cuz on on face, it's so silly, but it it has a lot going for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh well. I'll watch uh, it. I'll it's watch not gonna, it. It's I'll not gonna ruin to the it or
1: anything. Like it'll. Yeah, it, it, that, yeah.
0: That's that's the other good part, or I guess not the other good part, but that's the silver lining here. Yeah. Is that fully Cooly is complete? Yeah. This isn't going to undermine the original show for me. Yeah. And it shouldn't uh, for anyone else.
1: I, I yeah, don't let don't let things like this ruin ruin your love of a series or anything. Uh it's like
0: did Blues Brothers two thousand ruin Blues Brothers?
1: Did Metal Gear Solid five ruin Metal Gear Solid? Let's not talk yes. about that. <laughs> yes. Let's end the podcast on that bombshell. Uh this has been episode what, sixty-eight? And uh sorry it was yeah. not only a week late, but also a week and Two hours, 10, two and a half hours hour late. And a half. Hour and a half, whatever. Uh, hope you enjoyed, everyone. Good night. See you. See you next time.